Hello and welcome to the Blueprint Podcast. The Blueprint creates content revolving around the do's and don'ts of collegiate and scholastic esports while keeping our audience informed on the facts of the space. We aim to give people in the ecosystem a platform to air out misconceptions, call out bad practices, or just have a soapbox to stand on and discuss whatever is important to them. Your hosts, Andy and Mike, hope to build a healthier esports environment while simultaneously engaging in productive conversations with rotating guests. I'm your host, Andy Mendez, and with me today is my co-host, Michael Business, and special guest, Keith Kennedy. Fun fact, Keith and I attended the same high school just two years apart, which is super weird considering that high school was the best 10 years of Keith's life. Welcome to the Blueprint. <laughs> you, know, you know, not only did you throw Keith under the bus, you also got your co-host last name wrong, and we've known each other. Vsness, ness <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, everyone, welcome to The Blueprint. I'm here joined by my, uh, again, of course, as I mentioned, my co-host, Mike, and our very, very special guest, Keith Kennedy. Keith, how are you doing today? Man, that joke wasn't fun. What do you the mean hell was fun? that? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're both Mattia, Mattia Valley alums. Oh, geez. If I was there for 10 years, I would have seen you, too. 10 years prior, which is no, the yeah, building wasn't fair, even built. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm about it. That's fair. Um, yeah, I'm doing pretty well, though. Yeah. So, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what you do and who you are. Um, but first, I want to ask Mike, how are you doing today? You know, uh, kind of enjoying the recreational esports space. Been busy. Uh, yeah. you know, GG Leagues has grown into a few new states. You know, we're proudly now over 300 recreational partners. Wow. It's, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty insane. And serving all the demographics we do from the youth teen to adult it's great we're actually starting to see more and more recreational departments understand the benefits of esports it's been really nice working a little bit with gg leagues too like in the production space has been really fun uh, with them they're, they're all class act professionals especially you by the way uh keith we want to talk a little bit about who you are and what you do and what you used to do so previously I, or I guess currently, but uh, currently outgoing, for another day and a half. Right, you are out the <laughs> outgoing um, esports director at Glen. Man, you're Glenwood. killing me. You're, <laughs> I've been here for three years. Glenwood, you've um, known him for so long, forgets his name. Forget your name, forget where you work, and then uh, you are also a math teacher there. Except yes, sir. Uh, you will not be for a, a very short amount of time, and then. Uh, you are the incoming director at Illinois Wesleyan University, which we had the former director of Illinois Wesleyan University on our last podcast. Um, huh. Yeah, we did. We oh, right. So I, I want to hear a little bit more about your experiences at the high school space. And, and my first question to you is, what is the thing you're going to miss the most about working in the high school esports space? I mean, this is more of a general comment outside of just esports, but it's the students because a good teacher does a job for the students, and I love these kids, and I'm gonna miss a lot of them. I have a lot of uh, strong connections with students I've made this year, even through online media, and it's gonna be really hard to leave a lot of these students behind me, especially players who I've built working relationships with, and I've seen them grow and change. I have a player who's been with me for three years now who's gonna have me leave for his senior season. So I'm going to miss that a lot. It's just the students themselves. I know that I'm going to have a great student population at Wesleyan too, but it's going to be really hard to leave my current group. 
Now, how many of your current group are you planning on seeing in the future? Hopefully, like getting recruited into when I was in. Well, I'm going to see one of them in two weeks. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, dra- I'm dragging my, uh, my my DPS with me for my Overwatch team, uh, Echoic. Uh, he's following me to Wesleyan. Or rather, he signed there first. And and then I got the job like a week later. So you followed him. You yeah, followed you, him follow, you followed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But I, I wasn't interviewing for three months prior, no. Uh, so he's, he's come with me to Wesleyan and I'm really loving that. He's, uh, awesome. I know a couple of my players are interested currently. I know a couple of them would have programs there at Wesleyan they'd want to participate in. And so I have a couple who I know want to follow me there, but in the end, it's going to be up to them wanting to go to the university first and esports second. That's the whole focus. And the way you, you sell a program, the way you, you build a program is you make sure that they want to be at the school first. Because if they're there for video games and hate the school, it ain't going to go well. That's very true. I, yeah. I think that's very true. I, and I, I wanted to just mention that also you are a sitting director of uh, the Illinois High School Esports Association. Um, and while your time there may be coming to an end, maybe not, we'll, we'll see what, um, what lies in the future for how busy your job is. I want to ask, are there any students that you're looking forward to seeing that are also in the IHSEA, not particularly from your school? This is a loaded question, isn't it? I'm talking about Flummox. (laughs) You're talking about Lucas. Lucas. I know you are. Uh, Lucas is a player who has been on me in the Overwatch chat since day one of the school year getting on my case. And then he signs to Wesleyan. And then I signed to Wesleyan. And and I get to go deal with him again. Yay! They're always a joy. He's he's a good kid. And uh, he has a really good head and shoulders. He loves the game. And he's really determined and motivated to play. He took nationals for an ASAP play-in bracket this year. So, like, he's a really good player and really motivated. And I know that he can do well. But in, in general, like, the IHSEA kids this year have been fantastic. And we've been blowing up the league. And I love to see as many of them as possible come to Wesleyan. But once again, it's you don't come for esports. Esports is a bonus. Come for the school. I love the fact that you keep mentioning that because it's so true and to the college directors the esports college directors that are listening in you exactly what keith said you need to sell your university okay and then your program because if they're not there to get the degree then what are they really there for hey mike i wonder who i stole it from i don't know who And I'm not going to name who it is at all, you know, Um, but the one thing I do want to get into is that the IHSCA and, you know, being a part of that, Keith, how or is it going to change now that you're going to Wesleyan or are you looking to kind of evolve the Illinois High School Esports Association and sort of have this collegiate branch off to the side maybe you're looking towards an evolution over there or not this requires a little bit of backstory on how i got involved in the ihsca mm-hmm. because uh i started by just volunteering for a tournament run by ed can at the time the director at oswego uh and like volunteering to help him is like it was my first like it was four months after i found my team no even actually two and i'm like hey you want help running things i know what i'm doing but i'll do it and I showed up one day and did everything and did it for the next three, four days, all day of matches. And he's like, okay, you're pretty good. Let's keep doing this. And then I got involved with the IHSEA gang that year to help them run League of Legends. And from then on, I haven't stopped sticking my hand up so much so that the staff has to tell, had to tell me to stop. I, 
Andy, can I can that? confirm. Absolutely yes. can confirm. I, every time, every time our director, uh, head director Todd posts like a, a message to staff chat uh, saying, "Hey, who can help with this?" He he simply adds me and says, "You can't volunteer." It, it's like anybody that can help, and not Keith. Just anybody but Keith. Every single time, uh, <laughs> because like I volunteered to run Rocket League mm-hmm. uh, last year, last school year, uh, as well as League of Legends, and had a great time with that. Uh, Rocket League was. My first time doing it, I outright just ripped the RLCS rules because they work. And then uh, in the in during COVID, I then also ran a uh, four fun turn for Rocket League, and did that for a while. I then uh, this school year in June, like two weeks after Valorant came out, ran a four fun tournament for IHSCA for that, uh, and then ran the season for that. Ran scrims. I ran Rocket League as well. I also did help with uh, writing League of Legends rules. And then I help on broadcast wherever needed. Hell, I commentated Overwatch. I don't even play Overwatch. <laughs> and, and so I keep sticking my hand up for a lot of stuff. And I really love that I can do this stuff. But mm-hmm. it means I have been really ingrained a lot of a lot of facets of the league. And I know that the league staff can continue in my absence. I know that we have very, very capable people on staff. But I I do a lot that I'm starting to realize now that I'm sorting through my documentation and trying to pass things along is I have a lot of things I got to pass along. A lot of, a lot of TO knowledge is hard won through mistakes. And, and I have a lot of that knowledge coming out of this that I unfortunately can't pass on easily in tax form. It's a lot of little tidbits of like how to schedule matches, how to do setups correctly, how to ensure there's no big issues that come out of something. So a lot of what's going to happen is Valorant, especially was my baby. And on the staff, I'm the one who plays the most out of anyone. And I watch it constantly. I may or may not have it on my second monitor right now. And and, and so that's going to be hard to hand off because that game is evolving rapidly and rules will be, need to be modified constantly. So kind of to jump back in, and Andy, this is the one time I'm going to ask you a question with Keith. Okay. Right. You guys are both a part of the IHSCA. Both of you guys have had great careers and continue to have great careers. You know, as everyone's career evolves, how do you see yourselves evolving the IHSCA? You know, what would you give back to make it even better than what it is right now? What do you think it's missing that you want to give to it? And Keith, from you, it's it's in collegiate. And Andy, I want to know your your dream about what you could provide to IHSCA. Oh God, I know this one. You already know. Uh, I think. And and this also requires a little bit of background, and this is probably a good time for me to talk about it. Um, so when I was in high school, I started doing everything high school esports. Right, um, I was a sophomore, and one day I woke up, and I don't know how or why, I don't remember how I did, but I woke up and I was like, I think that we should be playing esports against other schools. I really think that we should be playing video games against other people in the area in schools. Um, and so I just kind of took that idea and ran with it, right? So <laughs> down the line, um, to further legitimize what we were doing after um, running a few tournaments, did some things in some local esports labs and whatnot uh, before each school had their own labs, um, I started streaming our games. And that was a really big thing that caught Todd's eye. I had already known Amy and Ed uh, because they were a part of this like intercollegiate or inter- intercollegiate inter high school league um, that we had made that was just um, the four schools that were local to 
uh, like Naperville, Oswego area, um, and they'd commute for matches and whatnot. But I started streaming them because I thought that that was a good idea, um, just because um, it it promoted us a bit. It it allowed uh, parents and uh, you know other uh, students to watch. And so, broadcast production has always been my my baby because I love broadcast production. That's just something I've done for so long that I just enjoy it and by no means am i a professional but by no means am i really good at it but apparently i was good enough for gg leagues right so i've been never <laughs> doing production for gg leagues as well um mm-hmm. on the side but you know i i really created and started the uh ihsea production and i could firmly say that you know that twitch channel is something that i cultivated and grew um and it being verified in the last year was a huge deal the fact that, that it got verified on Twitch was a huge deal. Um, and so I've always kind of been the social media and broadcast person. And I think the one thing that I would love to do for the IHSCA is to level up the broadcast production even more. Because it's something that I started with the IHSCA doing. And it's also, I, I, I've learned, kind of similar to how Keith is, is saying, I learned from a lot of my mistakes. But I also use the IHSCA to learn broadcast production essentially because i didn't i don't have a degree in broadcast or anything like that i don't i don't have any prior um experience except for when i was a kid i used to edit youtube videos because i thought that was fun um but yeah that it was just my familiarity with broadcast and production uh, that really drawn me uh to to do that so uh bolstering my opportunity i i really built the ihsca production to what it is now but i want to further that i, I really want it to be um, oh my gosh, this is a high school league. I want people to to really visit or like verbally say that out loud when they're watching our games. Um, th- just the level of production has the opportunity to be nuts. It's just uh, a matter of time. So, yeah, I think that's that's one thing I'd like to leave as a legacy, and I and I could I work towards that. I feel like every day. And then I guess on my side, I I did a lot of lot of production stuff on Willie, and I kind of learned it. Uh, through Rocket League this past two years, but I'm more focused on a lot of TO aspects, and TOing is a lot of being able to multitask, <laughs> where I'm running my own team's matches and the whole league's matches and handling match disputes and that kind of thing, and really the biggest thing I want to try to impact on is standardizing all our TO documents and all our rule documents and making sure that everything works functionally, but beyond that TO aspect is the student side, where we're a league made to help encourage students to be better. And that's kind of a core fundamental we have is just be friendly and competitive and push yourself to play better. And I, we've been talking this a lot of, we want more student oriented roles and it's always come down to, well, who's going to manage them. We don't have enough time. We don't have staff to manage that, but we want to keep pushing more student production oriented stuff. Because student social media graphics would be great to not make Andy make all the graphics all the time. Or uh, <laughs> that's hey, also hey. something I learned. <laughs> I, I expect a good a good uh, goodbye graphic, by the way. Oh, uh, of course. I, I I was very acquainted with Photoshop and Premiere and OBS by the time um, we've reached today. You know. <laughs> but then, like, we want to have more students involved in making media, in managing tournaments, in solving like in like assistant TO kind of thing or like helping with like match setups or even discord moderation. Cause when kids pop off in discord at 3am, I won't always be awake. I sometimes am. And I've gotten yelled at by Todd before for it, but you get the idea. Like we want to get students more involved. And that's the whole goal of being an educator is making a better experience for students. 
however that may be. Yeah, you know, your your point about the TOing aspect especially is, is exactly what I would have answered for you if you weren't here. And the, and the, the amount of uh, contribution that you've given um, just to our, our TOing group uh, here, like with, with the IHSEA, um, has been tremendous. And, and I'll say, like, a lot of people are very worried um, with you on the outbound, uh, potentially for the IHSEA, what TOing is going to look like, right? Um, and, I, and I'll say this, and I, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way, Keith, because this is definitely me trying to gas you up. But um, if, you, if you put it on a scale, right, of, of how prepared the IHSEA is with TOing, um, and you put the average TOing preparation for any tournament at a 10, for instance, you have to give it a numerical value, it's at a 10. The IHSEA has consistently operated at like a 50, right? We are way above, way above and beyond prepared, and we have awesome staff, um, including Keith, that is super prepared to deal with anything that comes our way and also is prepared to write any rule and, and just be very fair about, about those rulings. However, with Keith gone, a, a big chunk of that above 10 is going to be lost, but I really do feel like the IHSA will still operate above a 10. Where where we fall on the chart without Keith, it will, will, we wait to see. But I really do feel like we are more than prepared for this next season. And and this also in part because of how much work you've been putting in um, to, to transfer pretty much all your knowledge <laughs> into, into one small bite that we can just understand. I mean, on that topic, before I even transferred, I, so I, I decided to clean out my entire Google Drive this weekend because I had to, you know, move that because my school account goes dead June first. Uh, when I transferred the uh, the Valorant stuff, I actually like made a pretty decent rewrite of some rules before I actually posted it to you guys. Nice. So I've already added some stuff to that that would be serving serving you guys for next year. And that, and that's what we like. It's not expected of you, but that's what we expected from Keith Kennedy. You know what I mean? That's that's the kind of above and beyond that you've always given, and and we're we're just so sad to see you leave. But we cannot think about a better person that would fit in that IWU position because it, you think about the big, huge shoes that Callum Fletcher leaves, and you think about someone like Keith Kennedy, and you're like, oh yeah, that he he's got it. You know, he's got it. I mean, so to kind of just jump in, you know, Keith is is leaving the IHSEA, but I think it's a missed opportunity here. I, I mean, think I'm it, not necessarily leaving. They haven't kicked me out right, yet. Right. I, I, well, I was going to say, it's, it's being... Right <laughs> <laughs> I, we're, we're talking like he's outbound, but we are evaluating how we want to proceed with this. because, and, and I'll just give you a little bit of background on why this is. Is that because the IHSEA for such a long time has found its success because there are teachers and educators that are willing to give their time Mm-hmm. Um, with the IHSCA. And in order to keep out bad actors, we very rarely work with people that are not teachers or administrators in Illinois. right? That is the big, big part that I think a lot of people, a lot of the context that is missing here. We, The personnel, all the current personnel, are or have worked in uh, high schools or middle schools that are um, not necessarily teachers, but educators, right? Uh, however... However, you know, with someone like Keith, for instance, or other people that we may be bringing on very soon, um, you know, the, the opportunity is there to just evaluate case by case and see who are great fits to work with the IHSCA. And that's something that we're, we're growing, especially because Keith is on his way out. 
but something that we've already been working on. And the only other thing I'll say is that we love Keith undyingly, right? But, 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 as he is now, where he wants to volunteer and help with everything, which is great, we want to make sure that he can focus on his job, right, as a brand new director in a brand new setting before we ask him to dedicate any time to the IHSCA. That's that's the number one thing that we're. You know, you about. can't stop me, right? I, I, we yeah, know. I was gonna say, you can't, you can't stop this man. And we let me know. just, let me just to gas him up more. Oh, Jesus, give him more energy. I think this is an opportunity for both Keith and the IHSCA, right? To what living by your standards and your goals. He was a teacher. He's now moving into a direct role at Illinois Wesleyan, building out that maybe that board or that director board or advisory board, whatever you want to call it, of college directors, a part of the IHSCA. I get that it's high school related, but you have a unique circumstance to kind of build that and put that together and keep through Illinois Wesleyan can lead that way. Let me just interject before anyone gets the wrong ideas that we are definitely not against that. And we've definitely tried to do that in years past. It is much about what Keith has mentioned before, though, is that time is very, very valuable. And a lot of our time goes to making sure that the student experience is A plus number one all the time. And now that we're expanding, right, even though we are losing Keith Kennedy, we are expanding with a few people um, that, are, that are potentially coming on that I can't talk about yet. Um, that is definitely something that we could potentially look towards this coming year, as soon as the next few months. I, and it, I feel it, like I feel like Todd should have been on this podcast because we, we are talking a lot about the IHSCA, and I know that Todd's going to watch this. He's going to be like, "Why do we have these discussions on our podcast?" Well, so so on, on this topic, uh, I'm in a, and you're in the Discord too with a bunch of directors for various states, right. and some state directors have talked about how they have dedicated people on their board who are collegiate, yep. and that's a role I'd like to fill because I feel like it's really important to to have the league always have a mindset about. How do we keep connecting players to what is next? Now, I'm going to be honest. My favorite player I have, Logan, no offense, is not even going to collegiate esports. Mm-hmm. He is going from a aerospace degree at Missouri S&T. That of a program. And he is a born leader. And he has led teams since he was a sophomore. So it kills me he's not going to collegiate esports. But, like... The more we get exposure to these, the faster students can find places that have the degrees they want and also offer esports to give them an opportunity. Because yeah. all they need is an opportunity, and these kids can run with it. That's true. And there are a lot of kids, too, that I've, I feel like I've, we've seen over the years through the IHSCA, but also just in my programs in general, that are like easily Diamond Plus Master, Grandmaster, League of Legends players that just don't want to do collegiate. They actually just want to move on and do school. And they're like, you know what? This was fun, but like, I want to keep this as a hobby. And I respect a lot of kids for making that decision because some of it is very much out of maturity aspect. But also, as a, as a high school director, you have to be able to evaluate what is tilt and what is like an actual mm-hmm. good experience and, and a good decision that that kid is making for themselves. Well, the other thing, too, that a lot of students that you guys have dealt with changing hands to come to me back to a few years ago and well now going to Keith is these kids are looking for as Keith has mentioned both a great school and sometimes a great program and I'm not going to say this about all the programs 
but some of them are just recruitment tools for the university and the university may not have a great academic standing and are trying to use esports as a way to build up their recruitment numbers. I don't and know so, why you talk about this as a hidden thing. This is realistically part I, of the industry. It, it, it is. I'm just being very open and broad in scope about this because it is a big brush, right? And it's something that we're trying to deal with and get better with and overcome. And I believe if more collegiate directors work closely with high schools, you can start to verify organically where these kids can go. Is it healthy for them to go? And what do they get out of that? And sometimes those students won't have to completely drop out of esports because they can't find or they can't verify a collegiate program to be legitimate enough, right. which I've heard those horror stories from and, students as well. And Mike, you were there last year uh, before before the world collapsed, where I was like DMing every recruiter I could find. Yep. And and, and whenever they visited, I'm very lucky I had a very good group that came to see me. Whenever they visited, I always... They were judging the players. I was judging them because I want to read on, do they want what's best for the kids? This is, once again, my view as an educator. I am very student-oriented. Uh, math, I love math, but I'm here for the kids. And and if they are not student-oriented, if they don't see this as an advancement opportunity and growth opportunity for students, yep. this is not a place I want to send them. There are certain schools that I told players, yes, that recruiter looked cool. I wouldn't go there. Because it's it's just it's not gonna happen. It's it's not gonna be good for you. And I think I think a lot of and I'm not gonna say a lot of actually. Let me let me rephrase that. I think there are some collegiate directors out there that either have been misled or maybe are kind of uh, I, I don't want to say on the bandwagon, but maybe eyes blind to what their colleges have esports programs for. And I, I've seen a lot of just plain disrespect to people like, you know, for instance, James O'Hagan, or, or people who are very much like esports scholastic leaders in this space, being like, we don't want our kids to go to your college because this is a plain scam, or this is a plain, like, th this is a money grab, or this is, uh, you, you're trying to bring your numbers up and this isn't about the program. And I've seen people be like, oh, who are you as an educator to decide where a kid is going? Uh, we are the educators. <laughs> like, we're, we're the people who are deciding where they're going. We have a heavy influence. And, and this is not like to, to sound threatening, but like you have to kind of understand your clientele, right? And, and you know, the, with the rise of high school esports directors, theoretically, collegiate esports directors' jobs should be easier if they are good actors in the space. And another, another kind of pivot to that is that when these high school leagues are, you know, such as the IHSCA, or I should say high school associations, are opening up their director's doors or perhaps creating a new uh, board for uh, collegiate directors to have an influence on their state leagues, I hope that they are choosing directors that can take a half hour or an hour out of their day to separately be not in recruiting mode and not see that as an opportunity to recruit, but more as 
to see this as an opportunity to grow this space. And and I know that that kind of sounds like you have to put your job aside to be a good person kind of deal. But I really I mean, kind of do. You do. You do. And especially when you're working with with impressionable minds like high schoolers, um, we're especially a group like the IHSCA, we are not going to let just anyone be a part of this board if, if, if it's created in theory. Um, but, and, and this is just, this is not as, as bad faith, but I do just worry about some of the other associations that are maybe not as established and maybe do not have as much veterancy as the IHSCA does. The IHSCA has been around for seven years. We've been doing high school esports, so we and know we have three, we have three really strong seasons beneath us now these past three years that have right. been like blowing up exponentially. Right, right. We started with just ten schools, and now we're we're well above the two hundreds. So I, I think it's it's very much so a opportunity to grow, um, but we just need to be careful about who we let in. Uh, that's that's just that, I mean that goes for everything, but especially with high school esports and uh, the IHSEA has always been a notorious roadblock for companies or bad actors to try to get into the space and try to get our students info. Um, but I just hope that the other state associations operate the same way we do, and and I have a lot of faith that they do. It's just um, me not personally being there makes me worry for those kids. You know, we're talking about vetting and making sure that we have the best actors in the correct positions. And last podcast, you know, last episode, we were talking about, you know, how, how do you go about a vetting process? And I think what's happening right now is the most organic version of it, where the industry is starting to do it from high school to college. It's not forceful. It's happening naturally conversations are happening naturally. I don't have to pay $400 for a class to get a certificate. Oh, and, don't you start with and, that. Remember, and, no, 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 don't start that. Don't start that, please. <laughs> no, you're, you don't, you're okay. But this is what I was trying to allude to in last podcast, uh, last episode and going into this is that the industry will eventually handle itself and will do stuff organically to remove said bad actors. We're right now in this very episode seeing a high school esports director, I'm going to give you that, moving on up to take over for Illinois Wesleyan and to evolve that further. Your resume speaks for itself, Keith, and your ability to be flexible, to be learned, and to overcome obstacles that you were not familiar with before and still achieve goals. And at the end of it all, you are an educator to put students on the right path of success and not just go to a school to play esports. And we need to get more of that and kind of just put this into college a little bit more. Keith, what I would like to ask you is you're going into Illinois Wesleyan. You know, what are, I would say, we talked to a president, you know, your first hundred days, let's just say in your first month, first two months, what do you want to achieve? And, and like best case scenario, your dream state. Yeah. So, so funny enough, my Google document for this, to, to do this, like my, my Wesleyan stuff is called the hundred day plan. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, cause I, cause that's my first thought as well. Um, and, and one thing I love about esports that's also kind of to its detriment at certain points is everyone knows everyone. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of, a lot of high school directors who I talk to constantly, 
I know a lot of uh, collegiate people who I want to interact with more. But like in the high school space, I've already talked to people who like, okay, sign us up. You're a good director. Let's go. But that's not what I want. I want to create a reliable recruiting pipeline. And one of those is in partnership with Heartland Community College, uh, which is in Blono, uh, run by another high school uh, director, Coach Rack, out of Unit 5. And so we can set up a pipeline through them. Uh, do a lot more community-oriented recruiting. Uh, something a lot of the bigger players in the Midwest do who swing a big stick in esports is they ignore the local kids. They go for the big hitters. They go for top 200 players, that kind of thing. There should still be a home for a kid who's pretty okay, but not nation leading. And that's a goal I want to start pulling at is they have to recognize at Wesleyan that we're we're going to be a community-oriented program. We're a school of 1,500. You, we, we, we can't reasonably try to outspend the big players. So it's going to be a community-oriented program. Content, community events, uh, engaging students through a variety of means that I have a list of that I want to reveal is it, a lot of just like getting students involved how they can. More student involvement leads to more student retention. God, I sound clinical now. I've watched too many PDs. So getting students involved leads to more student retention. And student retention is the, the name of the game for a small program like Wesleyan. Yes, they're well-established, but they're at a small school. So it's really about student engagement. Beyond that, it's also going to be uh, like bringing in local players, bringing in teams to just come to Wesleyan to boot camp. Because the thing that Andy can attest to is not is like there's virtually no teams in the high school space who boot camp like pros do. That's true, and and that's the thing that I think sorely lacking because a lot happens at a boot camp. You wonder why football does uh, summer camp? There's a reason. So if we can start doing boot camps on property at Wesleyan in in their amazing facility. That brings in recruits, that elevates the high school space, and that creates motivation for players to keep pushing. Then I'm going to ask you. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to what? What pro organization would you want to kind of come in and engage your students to run this boot camp? Right now, is it an athletic boot camp, or is it sort of like a career boot camp? You know, a analytics, coaching, graphic design, social media to sort of learn the ins and outs to get a job or where to find an internship. But what professional org? would be your dream org to work with for Wesleyan? Well, so here's the thing. Someone's already doing that. There's already someone in, ingrained in the academic space who is making moves. It's EG. They help with the uh, the IWU uh, recruiting combine this past weekend. Mm -hmm. EG is making moves in the space. But it'd be great to see all the major names in NA step up. Because NA has a problem with native-grown talent, a.k.a. they hate them. So NA needs to fix that by elevating native-grown talent through grassroots organization movements, such as getting involved in the high school and collegiate space. TSM, C9, TL, all these orgs have to stick their foot in. I'm surprised FlyQuest isn't doing something because they're so community-oriented. So getting more people involved below the professional space will be ultimately beneficial for everyone, especially if you can help students. Then to kind of follow up with that, why do you feel as though all those pro orgs just avoiding the space? Why do you think EG 
is kind of having the stranglehold hold on it, and no one else wants to really jump in. Anthony Scala? You think you're scared of just Anthony. Anthony, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're a very, very scary man. Well, it's not just that scared. It's just like he was the first one to step up, Yep. and he's the first one to bring this idea to an org, and, and EG being, well, a really community-centered org themselves, stepped up and said, let's do it. And they've thrown staff behind it. They've put a lot of – they have EG ambassadors in every like collegiate discord out there. Like – they're just students, and it's this big push by EG to do the best they can. Didn't TSM start TSMU recently? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I'm in their Discord for that to look at that. So, so, so that's off the ground as now as well now. But I'm surprised C9's not doing something because that's kind of their thing. Uh, TL Steve would do that all the time. I know that Hundred Thieves has was the first person to have a sub academy team. The Hundred Thieves next. So. All these orgs, I'm looking at mostly LCS orgs because they have the, the big stick in NA. But like version one could also do a ton of stuff. Uh, Energy could do a ton of stuff. There's all these orgs in in NA that have the capital and the mindset to help grow the talent pool they're ultimately buying from. Mm-hmm. Because as a spectator, you get a lot more engaged in teams when they're homegrown. Mm-hmm. There's a reason I, I... For like FlyQuest. I will I will say this though, you know, Cloud9 is working with Uconnect esports yeah. to do collegiate. So they are involved, but it sounds like if you had to pick, you know, Anthony through EG is just doing it right. He is just getting students involved from all sides of the spectrum from athletics to academia to give them the pathways to give them the tools to do it correct. I mean, am I overstepping well, here? Well, not not only here? is not only is EG first out of the gate, they're doing it right. They bring in their coaches to give talks to players in a random space where they're using a, a coach's paid time for free to give a talk to players. For example, this past weekend, Kelsey uh, Moser came in and did a whole speech with the uh, combine. And it was really valuable. The kids loved it. Because it's a coach going out of the way to help elevate the academic space on probably unpaid time for her, actually, out of the kindness of her heart. And if more orgs start encouraging that and, I don't know, paying them for it, I I don't know what the motivation here is, it's going to help elevate the space because everyone's going to start caring more. If you want to make an org do something, make them look bad. (laughs) <laughs> i want to i want to circle back real quick if i can and ask a question about um your, your plans with illinois wesleyan uh keith um one thing that you, a few things you had mentioned reminded me a lot about the talks that Callum and i used to have when he was the director formerly are there any and you don't have to share any particularly if you can or can't um but are there any plans that Callum had lined up that you are in charge of kind of alley-ooping in a, in a better sense, right? That he had set up and you are going to execute? Or are there you're any asking plans for that... the secret sauce is what you're trying to ask. Really? But really, I'm genuinely interested. In broad strokes, a lot of content stuff was started and then it had to be put on hold due to, well, a variety of reasons, not just him leaving. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of content stuff would be the first goal because with a small program and with any esports program, publicizing your students will help everyone. It also makes them just feel good. And if we can find a way to engage students more through publicizing their work, their play, and their accomplishments, that's important. So content is a really big deal, and getting content off the ground is going to be really important. That's like my biggest project that I that I've been understanding is is coming into me is content. 
the so more content bit, we can do. It was a little bit of a handoff with, with that in particular. And, and the reason why I'm interested was because, particularly, is that a lot of those transferable skills that you have as a high school mm-hmm. coach really are going to transfer into you know collegiate esports, right? I mean, and and there's not a whole lot of opportunity. And, and I'll say particularly about content. Um, I'm someone who's been trying to push content, not for just my own organization with Naperville North, because we do push a lot of content, but um, with the IHSCA for a really long time. Remember that you first just, year we're trying to make the, the highlight videos happen? It stopped week right, one? Right, and, 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 and there's a lot of collaboration that has to go in with that, but also the rules are a little bit different at the IHSCA, and at the high school level, I should say, Yeah. as far as like student involvement in content and student uh, outreach and publicizing right like we could publicize a student's uh, work which would be kind of their academic and um, their athletic achievements right as far as like esports is concerned uh, however <laughs> there's a, a there's not more that we can go from there right and so um, I'm really excited to see kind of the the uh, the Keith unleashed the Keith unchained well, 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 when it comes to, to Illinois Wesleyan you know how many orgs I look at Oh sure, I, I I am going to be taking inspiration from all the major orgs who do content like on a frequent basis. I'm excited to see it really because there's there's just a lot of ideas that flow in collegiate or high school directors that just can't execute uh, because of the rules of high school esports. And so I just I'm really excited to see what you can do at the collegiate level. Part of the issue as well in the high school space is like I try to make content for my team. I don't have the time, man. Right. Right. As, I, as a math I, teacher, you I, know? I gotta teach full time and then do my team for all our practices a week, which is around 15, 20 hours, and then IHSCA, and then I can go work on passion projects like more content. Yeah. So when Keith wins the championship for <laughs> IWU, Who, wow. I'm gonna do hashtag Keith Unleashed. All right. And, and <laughs> I, I need Keith somebody. Unleashed. I need somebody to like make. A portrait of that, so I could just spam it through all forms of social. You are you are really hyping me up way far. I have big expectations. I have big expectations. My hope is that somebody watches this episode and clips out the time where I'm like Keith unleashed, and then it just gets soundboard. It's gonna be on like a riot broadcast one day where it's like Coach Keith Kennedy and Illinois Wesleyan take the championship. Keith unleashed, you know. And and I mean, like one of the weirdest things for me to to come into this role is, is realize that I'm not directly student facing. I, I am I am administrative. I'm essentially functioning as an athletics director for esports. And so I'm not gonna be coaching students daily. I mean like I'm five feet from them in the lab, but I'm not interacting with them in a manner that I would currently where I'm with them constantly. But I you know, and I'll disagree with you to a portion because it, Callum, I know a hundred percent knew every student's name. And that's whether that's yep. in volition of just having to work with paperwork or seeing them face to face is kind of up to you to decide. But I mean, my plan I, is to see them as much as I can. I, I right. want to be there for students. Right. And, and that's the advantage of you already being student facing is that you can transform that role. And I'm not going to say that Callum wasn't that because he definitely he was, or, you know, I could just be wrong. <laughs> but I, I really do think that you have a lot of opportunity to be more student facing. And I know that a lot of kids, like at the traditional like, high school level, are really nervous when they have to walk into an athletic director's office, right? Let alone their head coach if it's a big enough program. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think um, you have a lot of opportunity, especially at being like a smaller school. You know, You'll you have the opportunity to be, to be homey. Yeah. And then, like, I'm very easygoing, and a lot of my kids know that. Is is I'm very easygoing. I 
I have an open door policy at virtually any time. I have kids who email me math questions at 11 p.m. at night that'll respond in two minutes. Like they they know that I'm very open and very much an open book to them. Uh, and so that's a pattern I plan to continue because it's a core part of my personality. Yeah, like I wouldn't be afraid of not being student facing. You'll, you're going to be surprised. I did the same thing uh, as well. The door was open. We went uh, Chipotle runs to get for the athletes and the esports students that were there at RMU. Ooh. We chatted. I sat and watched practice. I was just on my phone working and sending emails. And then I would handle any calls and have that scheduled to make sure beforehand it wasn't really competing with things. My oh, God, coaches, emails, please. Yeah, my coaches also were outside of the game, making sure that students felt that they were a part of a program, that the program accepted them, that it was easy to talk with the coach. Even my assistant director was easily approachable as well. So that's what you want to kind of instill into not only just yourself, but your staff. And I think you're going to just do really, really well. And something I've noticed already in being on their Discord is the coaches and the kids already have a great relationship. Exactly. Like they're they're already joking around a bunch and and just all really positive together. Yeah. Don't so, don't feel like you're an outsider coming in though. You, it yeah. Definitely like you know I, I know it can be easy to to be like oh man they already have all their their ins and outs and their quirks and whatnot figured out and now it's going to be me kind of walking in. No. Maybe, I'm already starting the... fights. I'm already starting fights in the Discord about anime at 2 a.m. Don't worry. Oh my gosh. I've, well... I've, already, I've already done it twice. <laughs> I've already done it twice. It's, it's Demon Slayer or bust, okay? Because I know nothing else about anime. Um, um, about that. <laughs> no. It's... The, the fight was about that. That. Um, oh, was it? Who uh, even competes? Nobody. Jujutsu uh, Kaisen, maybe? I don't uh, know. I don't watch it. Uh, um, I, I have strong opinions you're not going to like on Demon Slayer. Wow. Well, let's not give out. <laughs> yeah, let's, let, 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 let's put a pin in that for after, right? <laughs> Someone's listening like, I swear to God, if they ruin it for me. <laughs> There's no spoilers. I swear. I swear. Tanjiro does a backflip. Hey, that's, so that's thank you. So, so, like, I'm really excited for this. I, don't get me wrong. I'm really excited for it. I'm, I have, like, all these ideas running around. And my first, like, plan of business is, like, the first week is just get all the info. I want to know what I need to know. What, like, who, who's, who's contact people? Who's all the info come from? Uh, what's the current stats program? Students. I want as much info as I can to start making informed decisions, but I'm not going to make the informed decisions by myself. I am not a lone wolf, and Andy can attest this as well. I very much am a collaborative-oriented person, and the more I can get the rest of the staff involved and students involved, the more I will. Because it really matters that, that not just from a buy-in perspective, because that's that's a very clinical and administrative way of talking about buy-in, but it's it's all about making sure that people understand that their opinion's valued because it is. I'm not going to make random decisions because I can. That makes no sense. I'm a person who listens to reason above all, all else. So if you can give me a reason, I'll listen. Yeah, I, I think that is such a great mindset. You've always been just a, a proponent of that mindset in our group always always um and so just as we're as we're sort of wrapping up here i want to get to a little segment that we like to do um and i won't say you know I'll, it's it's not very unique but i do want to ex- you to explain a specific tweet um that i have found that i really just want to get more context on oh lord okay and and the one tweet that I see and and you know I I, I found something really spicy for Calum last week or, or I should say last uh, podcast. Uh, however, this is one I just want to know a little bit more about. What inspired 
the hair color change. Okay. You, you dyed your hair. All of a sudden, you got this job at Illinois Wesleyan, and all of a sudden, boom, you have, like, pinkish, whitish hair. How did that happen? How did, how did you First just... First of all, it's purple. Thank you for really... Are you colorblind? I am, Do I need I more am of this? colorblind, yes. There I, we go. I just uh, to say that out loud. So, 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 I don't know. I kind of just felt like dyeing my hair, like, a month or two ago. I'm like, you know what? Let's do this the most math teacher way possible. I surveyed all my classes and used the data in class. Use I, it. How did you incorporate the data in class? We're in a stats unit right now. Oh, there you go. So I used it to do significance tests because I am a nerd. So I we like it was just like I'm doing the most math teacher way possible, and it's like a lot of nerves went in because I don't like do that kind of thing. But it was it's the student reaction on Monday was awesome, and. Uh, it's all temporary stuff, so I just washed out uh, last night. So, like, it, it was great, and I loved it. I want to do it again. I want to keep that color if I can, because it actually looked really good. But, like, <laughs> I just I just felt like it, honestly. I just something like, you know what? I haven't done this yet. Let's color my hair. And it turned out really well. And I know that's super off-topic. One more off-topic thing I have to ask. What does your Twitter banner mean? What What is that? Yeah, um, so, so, so I am, once again, a gigantic nerd. Uh, my Twitter banner is... Let me go check it again to make sure I'm right. My Twitter banner is the Seven Bridges of Konigsberg. In Konigsberg, it was formerly Prussia, now the Netherlands, I want to say. It is a famous problem solved by... Solved? Well, proven impossible by Leonard Euler uh, that established the field of graph theory, which is what I do my research in. And I've used the Seven Bridges of Konigsberg to frustrate many a student because I can. And it's a really cool problem that I'd be glad to explain, but it's it's just... I'm a math guy. I love math. And that's a problem that I love to give students because I don't tell them it's impossible. I don't tell them that the solution was there is no solution. I just let them do it and see what happens. I, I think that's really interesting because that's how you find out one day, like 20 years later, that a student figures out a solution and then you're just like, what? Uh, <laughs> you know? Fun fact, one of the most famous statisticians of all time did that. Yes. I, he, and, he, and he, walked in, he walked into a lecture like 20 minutes late and a professor had wrote an unsolved problem on the board, and he assumed it was the homework. So he came back two days later having solved it. And that's always really interesting to see. I, you know, I always saw your banner, and I was like, is that like anatomy? Like, I thought you were a math teacher. <laughs> that, 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 is, that is a copy of Leonard Euler's original drawing, and it's pronounced Euler, not Euler, sue me, uh, of, of the seven bridges of Konigsberg, because those are seven actual bridges in Konigsberg, although one of them got damaged in World War II. Oh, that's actually really interesting. So my, our last little segment that we like to do is a little bit of a soapbox, right? We want to give you an opportunity to just stand and shout to the crowd, shout to the world, shout to the heavens, even. Break it out. And just, and just, we want to know. We really want to know what is the one thing that you want everybody to know about esports, just period. Is there a hot take? Is there something that you... I mean, I wouldn't suggest saying something you'd be in trouble about saying, but <laughs> who, what is the one thing you just want to scream to the heavens and, and maybe just a piece of advice or, or something related to that? Uh, and the floor is all yours. Do I have to stand up? Stand tall and proud. Stand right tall now. and proud. Stand on, stand on top of that box. On video. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I, I, I would appreciate warning on this one, to be honest, but. That's not how big, we roll. My biggest thing with esports and if you want to get involved from a student or coach perspective or admin or anything, it's just stick your hand up, man. You will make mistakes. You will mess up horribly. I had to play phone tag with two coaches for an hour to figure out a match dispute one time while also running my team's matches. Like, stick your hand up. 
do something. If you sit there and do nothing and say, hey, I'm here, that's not going to help. No one cares and no one really cares about who you are until you do something. So if you can raise your hand, do something, and it goes well, that's great. Even if it goes poorly, as long as you're reflective on it and understanding that here's how I can fix it, that's great. And you saw me all the time asking players, what can I change? I modified rules mid-season because they weren't working. I, as long as you stick your hand up and put a genuine effort into it, you will find a home in esports. If you don't put the effort in, though, you will do nothing of note. That's that's a great way to end it. Honestly, I think that's that's such good advice. And Keith Kennedy is the giver of good advice. I will say in the in the esports industry, uh, where can people reach you if they want to reach out to you uh, for for either esports advice or just to follow you? Hey, real quick, when's this getting posted? Because I might change my my Twitter tag soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't worry about that. It'll be it'll yeah. be very soon. Okay. Uh, on on Twitter, I'm Mr. Kennedy Math, uh, and then um, but the only place to respond, and I have an, I have a LinkedIn account I haven't checked in three years. But uh, on Twitter, I'm Mr. Kennedy Math, and I will respond to you as much as I can there. Um, I don't necessarily want to give up my Discord, but you can DM me on Twitter, and I can give you that. And then uh, anything you want to promote? I, I know that you're you're not supposed to give out too much with the Illinois Wesleyan gig, but is there anything? I mean, you need to it's just. Keep an eye on the Illinois Wesleyan Twitter account. We're doing big stuff soon. I, we're going to be really trying to push and create a very community-centered program that's going to do a lot of big things that are going to help students and find success. That's great. Thank you very much, Mike. Any any parting words? You know, if you're not going to check them out, you definitely need to check out Keith. All right. I'm just going to pop you up one last time. Fantastic what you've done in the high school space. I expect big things from you in the collegiate space. I think you got your head on straight. I think you got dreams in front of you that you're going to be surprised turn into great realities. Well, thank you, sir. I think, you know, I, I forgot to mention too, that uh, Fletcher name dropped you last, uh, last, oh uh, and, and as, as one of the better and uh, one of the better people in the high school uh, esports realm. And that was actually before you had officially gotten your position. So, um, just, no coincidence. You know? No, no coincidence <laughs> at all. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, everyone, everyone, very much for watching or listening uh, to the podcast uh, this month, and we'll be back next month with another special guest. Who will it be? We don't know. Have a great rest of your month. Goodbye. Bye bye.